Hi, everybody. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And this is the Coffee and Capes podcast. And we are a pair of enthusiasts who enjoy drinking coffee and love talking about geek culture. That's true. And today, as you can see, we're together in the same place. Yeah! So, so contrary to popular belief, we are not the same person. <laughs> I wasn't aware that was a belief, let alone a popular <laughs> one, but okay. I don't think anyone would ever uh, mistake me for you. You never know. Yeah, yeah, true. You never know. But yes, we're very excited because we're in the same place at the same time for the first time since this summer. Yeah, since this summer. And the first time ever for the for the we're recording show. of this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're super excited. Yeah. <clears throat> And, and you know, I think it's important to say happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Yeah. Happy holidays. Okay. Yes, exactly. What whatever you're celebrating this time of year, we hope it's it's a good time and that you have a measure of peace and goodness and joy and happiness. Yeah. And may you get all the amazing uh nerd things that you want. Uh I just was cruising Instagram uh before we started recording. Apparently they have a uh figurine of the Hydra Stomper. Oh, out there that's available for sale somewhere. The price tag was like $80. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Hey, if you got the shelf space and an extra 80 bucks, uh, if you don't have the shelf space, but you have an extra 80 bucks, my address is, uh, just kidding. (laughs) However, um, this podcast, just for the record is not sponsored by the hydro stopper. It is not sponsored by the hydro stopper. Um, but it, we are, we do love coffee. We do love coffee. Um, and while we're not sponsored by Starbucks, uh, we are both drinking the same coffee today. We're, we're enjoying some Starbucks coffee today. Yeah. Yes. So uh, today we're uh, we're drinking some Pike's Pike's Place Roast. Is that what it's called? Pike's, or is it just sure. Pike's Roast? I don't know. Pike's Place Roast, guys. It's the thing that they always serve at Starbucks. Apparently, you can't get Christmas blend dark after eleven. Really? I didn't know that was a thing. You can't get That's dark so roast. Bizarre. They'll do a pour over. Okay. But when you're trying to get in and out, you don't want to wait for a no. pour over. No, there's no way. Um, and I just want to, I just want to throw a little bit of holiday uh, etiquette out there. Guys, if you're buying coffee for an entire house full of relatives that have come to visit you, don't do it in the drive-thru. Oh gosh. <laughs> just yeah. don't do it in the drive-thru. You hold up like everybody else. Go inside stay warm be comfortable right let the people who are ordering like one or two coffees use the drive through just saying there was a massive line at the Starbucks. clearly i could tell yeah, yeah. massive yeah. line at the starbucks uh this has gone too far but um even though it's not in and we're we don't have them in our coffee today and uh they don't officially sponsor us as always i want to give a shout out to uh nicole and sarah from ladybird provisions yeah. we do enjoy us some ladybird provisions coffee bombs we do they're uh they're tasty they're, they are tasty and you can and they're helpful they're super helpful yeah they're good for you um they do not put hair on your chest even if or your head i as i your, test if or, you're watching this. or your head yeah minus falling out over the years um but but they're tasty they are tasty they're super tasty and they're really nice people they're going to very nice people support nice people uh as they try to you know survive and make it through by creating something that's actually tasty and good for us now that we've gone through that i i think we're both pretty excited about 
what we're here to talk about. So excited to talk about Spider-Man No Way Home. As you know, if you've been listening to any of our previous review podcasts, that we do not have the ability to keep from spoiling things. <sighs> we need to talk about everything. So please, if you have not seen the movie and you don't want to have it spoiled, press pause now. Yeah. Because we we have no ability to hold back, nor, uh, nor interest in holding back. Yeah, frankly. we don't really, we don't really want to. So if you're worried about spoilers and you haven't been able to get in to see it yet because you live in one of those areas where like tickets are sold out forever, um, yeah, just stop listening now. Come back and it, yeah. the episode will be waiting for you. Exactly, we will wait here for you. Yeah, um, and with that, I think we should just dive right in. Oh my gosh, let's go. So uh, initial first impressions we both in in all fairness you saw it with josh your son uh with the whole family actually yeah the whole family yeah all oh four of us saw it. yeah um and you guys saw it on sunday we did right yes. uh i managed to get in to see it on saturday the day before it was very hard not to uh say something i also happened to be seeing it as i mentioned at the same time just a couple states away from my daughter delilah who nice. also is an enthusiast of things like Harry Potter, comic books, those kinds of things. So it was cool. Like it was kind of a family affair. So yeah. Um, but Dave, initial first reactions. I loved this movie. I feel like they got so much right and it was so well done. And multiple times, like just tearing my heart out and throwing it on the floor and stomping on it in that good way, right? Just like <clears throat> grabbed the emotions and did not let go. Uh, oh my gosh. And if you've listened to one of our previous episodes, the one about uh, famous franchises, different faces, we've yeah. talked about, about the, the three main actors who uh, plays live action Spider-Man. Right. And you can listen to that for our, our, uh, our full take on, on, on those three guys, but oh my gosh, was it so much fun to have all three of them in this movie? Way more than I expected. Way more than I expected. Yeah, I um, I'll agree with you. I, I, you know, whether you believed what was coming or not, whether you saw the hype and you were like, no, Toby and Andrew aren't going to be in it, or you were like, oh, Toby and Andrew are totally going to be in it. No matter which side of the fence, like you fell on, I think you were still surprised, excited, happy, and, you know, and elated to see all of them occupying that same space. It was probably the i want to say probably the second most ambitious thing that we've seen like the marvel cinematic universe do yet the mm. first one i think is the the first avengers movie right? okay the first like time they ever brought all like characters from standalone movies together yeah i think this had to be in my mind the second most ambitious move they did because they're revising they're they're revising they're reviving um characters that came before yeah right so like it was interesting to see them seamlessly in my opinion mesh that all together yeah and people were excited i don't know about in your theater but there was a lot of reaction by the the folks in the theater like when when uh, andrew garfield spider-man steps out of that portal and takes his his mask off and it's andrew garfield people legit clapped like, yeah i didn't know there was that kind of love for uh for garfield and i'm glad there was because he's as we've said in that previous episode we think he's a terrific spider-man 
Yeah. Yeah. He, and you know what, he continued to reinforce that idea. Um, you know, it was, first of all, I, I love the way that they did it with Ned doing the yeah. thing. And he's yeah. like, show me Peter Parker, Spider-Man. And it opened up and you, and I wasn't sure who was, who that like, I was like, Oh, it's Spider-Man, but it's could be Tom Holland. Cause it was yeah. nighttime. Right. He had run off. And then, you know, he's doing the weird, like, Looking, who is this? Yeah, and then yeah. he steps through and it's Andrew Garfield. And yeah, the, the theater went nuts. Yeah. The theater went nuts. I went nuts. Yeah. Um, and as always, as we, if it's, we've kind of come to expect, there's like the moment of, uh, you know, humor that's attached to it when they yes. make him like, well, no, no, him. I think that's enough. Yeah. No, that's not enough. And then the, Cause you go get the spider web in the corner. Yes. I was that's, just going to say, I mean, what a great touch. The, the grandma who's yeah. like, <laughs> While you're up there, can you get the spider web in the corner? He's like, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. Totally great. And then they try it again. And there was, now there was a heightened sense of anticipation because you kind of knew who had to be showing up next. Right. Right. And it still didn't disappoint. No, not at all. People lost their minds, like lost their minds to see Tobey Maguire step through, especially uh, what looked like uh, an elder statesman version of, and we talked about this before the podcast. An elder statesman version of Peter Parker. Yeah, that he obviously has been through. He's been through some things. Yeah. And, you know, I suppose I would guess at some point in the production, somebody had a meeting and brought up the idea, well, we could de-age him with some CGI stuff and and make him look like, and. So glad they didn't. So glad they did not. Like that really worked to have him yeah. be the. Well, we kind of joked, like, we need a little, we need a, an old man Peter Parker. Comic. Yeah, Marvel. You've done old man Hawkeye and old man Logan and old not man widow, old man, old man Star Lord or something. Old man Star Lord, yeah. Peter Quill, old man Peter, Peter Quill. Quill. Yeah. yeah, old man Peter Quill. Can we get an old man Peter Parker? That'd be fun. That'd be great. Um, but we we got to see Tobey Maguire, I think, in a very age appropriate like role, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned well shared the the bit about the um review you saw that talked about oh yeah the reaction sure that uh well we're used to you mean the 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 way the two the two characters embody the character yeah. there are the two actors embody the character differently yeah so one of the reviews here in the in the tribune um uh michael phillips is is the chicago tribune reviewer and um he, he said you know when the when the when the action gets real and they treat it the brutality and the mayhem as real he wrote you can expect tom holland to have the appropriate amount of energy that you bring that he brings to that scene and and he wrote that andrew garfield you can expect to have about to give about 172 percent to those scenes which tracks with what we had said previously and toby mcguire brings about 60 percent right so that there is a difference in the way they all three of them embody the character yeah which there should be yeah i and i think that you know so there's there are certain things that definitely got kind of reinforced for me during that time one i i thought and we talked about this the 60 percent reaction from toby mcguire makes sense because he's the elder like he's clearly the oldest of the three He's the more experienced of the three. He's seen a lot. He's done a lot. He's, he's been stabbed a lot, he's apparently. Been stabbed a lot. We learn later in the movie. Yeah. Um, and he 
so his reaction is what you would expect from someone who's kind of been through it. Yeah. Right. right. It's, I'm not going to get super excited about this. We're just going to kind of do the thing. Yeah. Um, Andrew Garfield, right. Uh, a, a lot more, I guess, enthusiastic. However, that tracks with like how we've seen his Spider-Man before, right? Yes. We've talked about this. His Spider-Man was truly epic. Like his, the way that he approached Spider-Man, his approach of Peter Parker was not as mm. great as we liked, right? Um, but he still, he did a great job as Spider-Man. And Tom Holland is just, there's a sweetness and kindness and, kind of some innocence yeah yeah there you go some innocence to his character and uh man they they the three of them on screen together were fantastic so good so fun they the had conversation yes <laughs> like oh well i thought i was peter too no i thought you were peter one i thought you know the whole like we're talking to each other how do we distinguish who we're talking to the moment between andrew garfield and toby mcguire when they're talking and Andrew Garfield's talking about how he didn't feel great uh, at times. Yeah. Right. And he's very like heartfelt. And he's like, I just like, you know, I feel like I'm missing it. And, and Toby McGuire's like, you're amazing though. Like you really are. Yeah. Amazing. amazing. Like drove it home like uh -huh. more and more. And I uh -huh. thought, you know, this is great. Like the, yeah. the way to bring that humor to. Um, now we, we're already at the, like know, close to right? the end yeah. of the movie. <laughs> Let's, we, we don't work we don't we don't operate in a linear fashion no That's we're not gonna not go from things. like credits to credits we're gonna go yeah. from like end to middle to start but let's talk about the other uh somewhat anticipated and and thought might happen uh cameo oh my gosh that we i have got. to tell you i legit embarrassed my daughter <laughs> who was sitting next to me <laughs> because when the they pan <laughs> to the the scene after you know it with uh with charlie cox's matt murdoch in the kitchen talking to them okay. i legit cried out and went oh yeah <laughs> and my daughter was mortified <laughs> because unlike other spots in the movie when people are, like clapping at the reveals i was the only one <laughs> that had an audible reaction that we could tell awesome in the movie theater That's i was so excited to, that he was actually in it so I know there'd been some stuff online, but as we have talked about before, perhaps I do my best to avoid trailers. Now we watched the trailer. We literally, I literally watched yeah, the trailer, we'll watch the trailer on, on here. Um, but you know, when it comes, when these movies are released, because I wasn't seeing it for several days until after it came out, yeah, I, I was off of social media mostly, or if I did accidentally see something that was going to be about Spider-Man, I quickly scroll, scroll past. So I had not, seen, if it had been confirmed that Charlie Cox was playing Matt Murdock in right. the movie. I had not seen that. I was hoping it was true. I know there'd been a rumor, but oh my gosh, was I so excited for that Dude, part. I, uh, yeah, I went and saw it with my buddy Bobby and, and I think there were a, a handful of us in the theater that had a reaction to that, that moment of like, yes, yes. Thank you. Like we're going to see more Matt Murdock as daredevil. And now there's, uh, He's supposed to have a bigger role in She-Hulk, it sounds like, and some other upcoming stuff that he'll he'll have a big part that in. That makes me so excited. I, and I'm so excited. Like, congratulations, Charlie Cox. Like, it, like well-deserved. Um, but yeah, in the moment where they throw the brick through the window <laughs> and he catches it, it. Yeah. 
And Peter Parker's like, how did you do that? He's like, I'm a really good lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. So funny. It was, that was like perfect. The only thing that I was, I, I was like, oh, are we going to see him in costume at some point? No. And I'm glad now that they didn't try to like bring that in, shove too. that in yeah. there because yeah. it would have detracted from like all, like all the other stuff. And we got so much in this movie. Yeah. I honestly, just to stay with that scene for a second, I, I definitely want to see this movie again. And I'm going to have to pay better attention to that scene because I'm not even quite sure what the dialogue was there exactly. <laughs> Cause I had my reaction. And then my daughter's next to me going like, shut up, dad. And my wife is like, what's the, big, why are you so excited? Who is that? Like, what's the big deal? That's awesome. So, <laughs> on either side of me, like, like no, why are you spazzing right, out? Right. Why, is why are so you not? Bad? Right. Like, exactly. How are you not spazzing out? Come on. Um, it's Daredevil. Who's yeah. that? Oh, I don't. Know. It, it was okay. a really good scene, actually. Yeah. Like where you know, like like they make him. He kind of starts to inform Happy that Happy could be prosecuted, and Happy's like, whoop, 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 and they start stumbling all over yeah. himself. John Favreau, by the way, uh, should be given way more credit. I think in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and, and even in like Star Wars now, with the, having helmed the Mandalorian. Uh, at least the first season mm. um, creatively uh, he just he gets it like in my opinion right he just yeah. gets that that universe he gets the the way that it goes and uh, I've always been a fan of his he's done some really great work over the years and other stuff but uh, Vegas baby Vegas. yes thank you <laughs> classic if you don't know that reference it's okay go see a movie uh, go rent a movie called swingers it probably defined i don't know like how young men acted in their 20s for a while in the those of us that were in our 90s. 20s in the 90s that's, yeah in the mid 90s yeah. um and john favreau uh, directed and wrote that and started it i believe like all the way across the board but he's he's very talented man and um just really does a good job but before we leave that scene a little just to also to say part of what makes me so excited to have Charlie Cox and Daredevil in that means at least the possibility, if not hopefully the probability of all of those street level characters of all the, the Marvel Netflix shows, it brings that whole world into the possibility of the MCU. Well, and we've, and we've now, despite the fact that I, I haven't seen the last episode of Hawkeye, right. We saw it teased at the end of episode five with the outline of Wilson Fisk and Dave was nice enough to, confirm my question even though i haven't seen it did we get vincent d'onofrio um back as wilson fist as kingpin and so to that yes. point like yeah now it now it opens up a whole new thing because right. there is this so if you follow the comics and you do and i do and i'm sure a lot of listeners do there is a uh, point wilson fisk has not only that strong adversarial relationship with Daredevil, but there were times Wilson Fisk had that strong adversarial relationship with Spider-Man. Correct. Having yeah. gone after Aunt May and Mary Jane and, uh, you know, resulting in that, that confrontation where Spider-Man goes to the prison and beats Wilson Fisk up. Um, it's great, great series uh, of comics, great storytelling. But And Spidey and Daredevil have often teamed yeah. up and helped each other out and have been friends or friendly so yeah there's a lot there or so you know opportunity like well what's next what are they doing what are they setting up well you know if you bring that in 
there's a whole the whole version of like the the new avengers back in the day where luke cage is the the leader of, a, totally of a team of avengers you had luke cage you had spider-man yeah you have wolverine yes uh you had jessica jones you had spider woman was part of it as well i don't remember her name but it doesn't matter so yeah you had a, an entire jessica team drew. jessica drew thank you yeah it was another yeah. jessica um yeah so it's just like a wide it, now there's so much opened right. up so much right, possibility right, right. it's um, exciting yeah that's why i squealed it's just it's totally <laughs> like legit right i think it's, it's fair it's fair yeah um so moving on past the yeah. charlie cox yes. there's so much in this so much <laughs> in this movie and, and we have you know unlimited time but still limited uh let's talk about the villains okay because they brought so many from multiple movies we got to yeah. see uh alfred molina come back as doc ock always did, like that was probably one of the most exciting things that i was like hyped for and it did not disappoint right alvar merlina's ability to portray doc ock in a way that was just 100 aligned with like the comic books has not gone away in my opinion i think he just like you you could almost say he's superior <laughs> <laughs> yes he's superior he's the superior uh if you don't know what we're talking about it's cool um if you do know you got it and you're laughing if you know you know yeah if you know you know but but in all seriousness like his his portrayal and it was very interesting to see how their initial reaction to tom holland was. yeah yeah you're not peter yeah what are you you're not peter um and then the nanotechnology yeah did you know that his arms could grab a portion of the suit that was, not, that was that was unexpected well the nanotechnology left peter's suit and took over the arm yeah and then gave peter like that was so the, fun to see just just like playing with it like a kid with a new toy well, it's like oh yeah it's fun because the little controller on his wrist like pops up and yeah. it's like would you like to pair a new device i was like yes wait a second dog ox like got bluetooth parable oh. arms this this would have been a whole different ball game uh but yeah watching peter like dangle his arms and i think yeah. it was almost poking fun at the fact that the original time they brought doc ock in everything was puppeteered hmm okay so maybe i, I could be just reading too much into that. i like it totally hey, reading too too much into things is one of the definitions of geek culture I yeah think. i think so too um so what were your thoughts on alfred molina he sucks. No, obviously he's so good. <laughs> he's so good. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah, like he's, ever. I mean, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, he's he's probably the the most well defined of the of the villains. Um, yeah. Yeah. Has perhaps the most interesting character arc or story. You, you kind of get multiple sides from him as opposed. Well, that's not entirely true. You get that from the other ones too. Um. Yeah, but he has that loss, that heavy loss with losing his wife. And, yeah. Uh, you know, the fusion and everything else. Like he he has almost, and we've talked about the hero's arc and the grief aspect of it. Mm -hmm. He is so close to having a hero's arc, but the chip short circuits, right? Yeah. And we saw towards the end what happened, like how he acts when they repair the chip yeah and he's in control and he's in control and he was just such a different human being like 
right so soft and so caring and you know starts referring to peter my boy and yeah you know it was that was really cool to see um actually just kind of made me feel warm to talk about mm -hmm. because you felt at least i did in in spider-man 2 when that happened to him you, you i never felt like this guy is just a pure villain right i i, I right. always felt like he was a, a just this victim of this horrible circumstance that yeah he he brought on to himself mm -hmm. but not with the result that happened that wasn't his intention and he it was very sad well we've talked about that before too that a a, a complicated villain or a, a conflicted villain is a much more interesting villain yeah yeah um than just like a pure evil yeah and they all kind of have that yeah i mean kind of i mean you know jamie fox's electro um you know he i liked him he was the most uh, to me like the most one-dimensional in purpose like he didn't want to give up his power yeah he sensed all this power and you yeah. could see it in his face he's like right. i don't want to give this up right why right. do i want to give this up why do i want to go back to being comb yeah. over and i liked how they teased him about it they were yeah. like was it uh kurt connors right the the lizard was like you look very different <laughs> like didn't you have a comb over and like glasses and stuff? Yeah. or no maybe it was andrew garfield who said that to him. i don't remember i gotta watch it again anyway yeah, right um but so jamie fox uh hayden christian hayden church right yeah Sandman. right yeah yeah uh interesting they did him in pure cgi as sam right i wonder i don't I, it was, I don't even remember. Was that part of the story in Spider-Man Three that he couldn't, he, he didn't be, he didn't revert <laughs> back to human until they cured him? Like, no, that it, seemed that seemed like an interesting choice. Why wouldn't he just change back to human at some point? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, because in the Thomas Thomas Hayden Church. Thomas Hayden Church. Thank you, uh, Hayden Christensen. As, as we all That's know, That's somebody else. Yeah, in very different, different in a different franchise. Different franchise that we're not talking about right now even if your shirt is referencing yeah even if the shirt references this. uh by the way this isn't bar as in going drinking this is no anyway barbell anyway. barbell yeah uh but thomas hayden church um i really liked his sandman in the third spider-man movie directed by sam raimi um despite its many flaws i thought he did a really great job but yes he was able to cohese himself back together and look normal yeah in this one though they kept him as cgi until the very end yeah, when the super collider thing like healed him and he was just back to being right human yeah maybe just as the way to visually make that distinction i don't know yeah i don't yeah you know possibly. like because otherwise if he'd been able to revert back to looking human and he gets healed or cured how would you tell the difference if you'd already seen him as quick quick humor moment because as they're like putting all the villains back in the in the little cages yeah and ned goes up and he's like is this some kind of tree villain or something <laughs> and they're like no man it's just, just, a tree. just a tree just a tree sometimes a tree is just a tree sometimes a tree is just a tree yeah uh so anyway yeah um kirk honor's a lizard probably my least favorite mm -hmm. of of the five and and for sure the one they did the least with yeah like it was weird the whole like oh oh you talk now <laughs> like i mean it was kind of funny but oh the the dinosaur talks like what right the dinosaur I, talks yeah he didn't have much in terms of i i, I want to refer to it as like active screen time yeah right he lots of like shots of him but as far as 
active screen time the most we saw of him i felt like was really at the end yeah. in the main battle right. um which you know it, well and they captured him off screen right we didn't see that you just all of a sudden you're back at the the wizard's dungeon which that cracks me up when yes. people refer to him as the wizard the wizard like dungeon. he's just there yeah right like they didn't that wasn't even part of the movie that they however he got captured yeah, no, he was just, he was there already. They had already, like, managed yeah. to grab him. Because Strange had gone out and, and started capturing right. him. Right, which him is down. fine. Like, it's fine yeah, they do it off cool. screen. It's just... But it, there wasn't a lot to him. Right. Um, I and, and I've saved this one for last because he had such an expanded, uh, like, more of an active role than I really thought they were going to give him. And that's uh, Willem Dafoe as Green Goblin. which Or Green Elf, if you prefer <laughs> And there was this elf, this green elf guy flying around. I was like, oh, not Santa Claus. so jolly. Not, not so jolly. jolly. Uh, but now I'm a big Willem Dafoe fan. I think, sure. I mean, I think Willem Dafoe, yeah, Willem Dafoe can be, he can portray anything. He, if they were casting the shark in Jaws as a human, he could he'd kill it. Okay. Uh, that's an old Kevin Smith like reference, by the way. And it was, you'd have to go watch a video of it. Um, but what I really liked about the Goblin this time around, we got to see Willem Dafoe's acting range really on display with the like mild kind of meek, sad, scared, like yeah. uh, Norman Osborn. And then just on a dime went full blown, like maniacal, like his face changed, his voice right. changed. Right. Um, I liked the costume shift when they destroyed yes. the the helmet. Yeah. And he just wound up with like the kind of torn like hood. I, I really liked that a lot. Isn't that more of a almost akin to like the hobgoblin look uh -huh. from the comics? Yeah, almost more, which I thought was really a great job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I a little bit more on that. Um and his strength level, like just kicking the snot out of spider-man right. like right. throwing him around i was like "Ooh, this is what we could have had in the original spider-man if like all the effects and everything had been yeah where they are now i mean that's yeah. clearly the difference right yeah that was he's a he was a compelling character i think he's a compelling villain yeah i i, I and i'm glad that he got kind of the arc that he got yeah where he now, the thing that I don't know is in that arc, it seemed like he was genuinely like trying to be helpful, right? Yeah. But then uh, in the apartment, it kind of sounded like maybe he it was an act the whole time. Yeah, that's what I didn't get. I, I, think, I think that's one of the questions of the movie. I think you're supposed to not know. Not know. Yeah. yeah. I think you got to decide was he being real or was he, or was he just pretending the whole time? Yeah. I don't know. It was, and I, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I, I think, like the way they brought them all in, though. Yeah, I think of the five, he's clearly the most brutal. Yo, or has yeah. the, has the the most brutality in him. Yes, he he's hands down, physically the most chaotic, destructive, hurtful. Yeah, right. Like he's, I don't know. Like for, like we talked about Jamie Fox and being like just very power. Yeah, focused and oriented even that like clearly he wasn't willing to stop being a villain um but even with that like 
he didn't really turn his attention to others. Right. And I don't even know if he was, you know, he, Jamie Foxx's Electro wasn't necessarily seeking to be a villain as much as he just didn't want to give up the power. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I think I, I think it's rem, it's an open question what he was going to do with that power. Yeah. He just wanted the option. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. There was like, a, you know, he's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to hurt you. It's just, well, and it, I'm going to keep you from taking this from me right and then it, the, there was that one point though where he's like i liked you better the other way and yeah. tries to short circuit like uh you know alfred Molina's like chip again right, right. during yeah. the battle and he doesn't get to that's true that's um, true so he had that he has it but in tendency but goblins brutality like his i'm just here i'm gonna hurt everything you care about right i'm gonna go after everything you love i'm just here to destroy you so on that point this is this is a little bit of an aside but in yeah. in a relatively recent run of the marvel comics there's a there's a set called uh heroes reborn i think it was oh yeah and they kind of they made this the squadron supreme the avengers of the world yeah, I remember. and and the squadron supreme one. is kind of a it's kind of a marvel um Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. Right. And in that world, Green Goblin plays a Joker role. Yes. Where he's like, yep. Kind of that. But we, that's what it made me think of watching William Defoe play Green Goblin in this movie, where he's got that, like, well, one, the laugh. He's got the maniacal laugh. Uh -huh. But then the gist of what you were saying, just out to hurt you just because he can. Yeah. Kind of the, kind of the set it on fire just to watch the world burn kind of thing. But, and then, so the, the, with that being said, though, if you go back in the history of like Green Goblin, it really is like Green Goblin's role within the Marvel Universe has really been almost very Joker-esque, right? Yeah. He's just uh, he's just smarter, has different toys, those kinds of things. Yeah. But A little uh, less murdery, maybe? Yeah. I don't know, man. He killed know. Gwen Stacy. He True. chucked her off of a bridge. Yeah. Um. So, you know, we got some great villains. They did a great job of bringing that. And the introduction of like the further well hold on before i go into that because i don't want to forget this moment with jamie fox mm. and uh when andrew garfield takes his mask off and he seems yeah. bummed out he's like what he's like i don't know why i just thought you were going to be black under right he's like you, you're from brooklyn or no you're from queens you're from queens you're from queens you help poor people yeah there was something else he said yeah i i thought you were going to be black under i just that. yeah and then he says well, you know, with all these universities, there's got to be a black Spider-Man out there. I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. we're getting like, and and I, the, again, as we always do, we read way more into it. But that was a moment I thought, yes, we're getting Miles Morales in live action. Right. And if you if you remember in our the episode that we talked about Spider-Man, mm -hmm. we said we'll be disappointed if we don't get a shot, some kind of shot of live action miles morales so i will say and we didn't so i will say i'm a touch disappointed in that but at least at least we got it hinted at yeah i was happy with the hint at it yeah right and and i think i was happy with it being hinted at because i thought the rest of the movie pulled together really well and there was so much that they did right and and not really anything i can think of that they did wrong i did think at the at a moment and near the end there when um toby mcguire's peter was stabbed like there's a chance that if he dies and somehow like miles, like then maybe there's a connection there. Well, because, because the miles Morales story is that 
the Peter Parker of his universe dies, right? And right. he's there for that. Ultimate, because it's the ultimate Spider-Man uh, line. And yeah. in the ultimate Spider-Man line, Peter and Goblin fight essentially to the death. And the Green Goblin kills Peter yeah. Yeah. and Miles takes over. Um, and then we get the multiverse introduction of like a new Peter Parker and like the universes come together and, and all that jazz. So, so we very well could see that. I thought that the, and I think if they'd have tried to bring miles into this, it would have been too, too much. much. Um, so I, I thought it was a very clever way to set up the idea of uh, miles Morales down the right yeah. line. Yeah. Um, so I liked that. I agree with the caveat that they actually have to do it at some point. Yes, please. Marvel. We need Miles Morales. We need Miles universe. Morales. Yeah. I'm cool with like, however you do it, just like, well, not however. And I know we got the, 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 uh, you know, the animated version, but I want to see the live, action. which is fantastic. The animated oh, version God, is fantastic. So good. So good. The next one's going to be even better. I wonder if this is this again, going down rabbit holes, uh, but I wonder if because of the way that they're doing the multiverse in live action and then the multi, the way they've set up like the multiverse pulling people in from like all kinds of different craziness, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You had Noir Spider-Man, you had yeah. uh, Spider-Ham. Yeah. Like it seems like anything and everything. Could you imagine if all of a sudden like that, like Miles crosses through a hole and shows up and he's like, not in a live animated, action in right? a live action universe yeah like he's an animated character in a live action universe well no he could be like or crosses, he crosses over and becomes live action oh my gosh yeah i don't know that's the right way to do it oh that'd be but that'd that would be, be pretty incredible however they do it right i don't yeah. really care just let's, let's get live action miles Morales. now yeah. there were some very like gut-wrenching moments in this oh, movie so many uh and the one that like i just i literally like sat stunned for the entirety of the scene was the death of Aunt May. Obviously, yeah, for sure. Like, I, and you didn't, and I think it's because you didn't see it coming. Like you thought, like, Goblin throws the bomb. Yeah. Peter can't catch it. There's the explosion, but May gets up. Yeah. Right? She yeah. gets up and you're like, oh, thank God. And then they're having the conversation. Yeah. And Peter's like, it's not my problem. And May gives us the with great power comes great responsibility and at that moment i was like no 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 right and then you just see her like, web up her what she's got a web up her her cut web wherever she's bleeding from web it up already like what are you doing yeah and then she falls Flip, yeah like swing her to the hospital do something why are you just standing there but man she has but i again like you think about how a kid would react yeah. right and he's still very much a kid like right. you're not gonna be able to like think in a crisis moment yeah. of, of those kinds of things especially when it's that and that's an important point I, and i've got i want to bring that up again with something else but yeah go ahead um and it was just I, I mean for that moment when she said those words i thought oh no we're losing that bank because those words are always accompanied yeah. by uncle ben's death can we give him some props for actually getting the full quote this time yes yes Thank you. We waited yeah. three movies to yeah. get the full quote in this. Yeah. And and we got it and we got it done in I, I think a really meaningful way. And then if we jump towards like the end where everybody's on the school rooftop, 
that one that's the that one really i mean obviously may gets me but that one where i love that they just they just let that moment be Mm -hmm. for i don't know however long if it was 10 seconds or 30 seconds or whatever it was but where they find peter on the rooftop and mj and ned just hold him yeah yeah i'm i'm getting emotional just thinking about it like yeah that moment and that they i loved that moment and that they just let it sit yeah and, and not just be like a quick hey we're sorry like it it i i had all the yeah. feels that that moment yeah and, and it to your point like it felt genuine yes it felt like an appropriate amount of time for that to happen despite the insanity and the craziness yeah. that's going on and then to watch like andrew garfield talk about losing gwen yeah right and the emotion that came out of him you're like oh man like that was solid like mm-hmm. solid moment right and toby who you saw him tearing up right but it was that again as the elder statesman of the spider-man it was that sure i'm sad that i lost uncle ben but man i see the pain that you're in yeah like that's yeah. where that's what i thought his reaction was in that i didn't think he was feeling the loss of uncle ben on its own because we've you know we've we've both lost important people in our lives and yeah it still makes you sad but that far removed right he's feeling the empathy he's feeling the empathy right exactly and uh and when peter's like the last thing she told me was with great power and then they're like comes great responsibility he's like how do you know that right how do you know that he's like uncle ben right uncle ben and uh which i love that that's a it was new in his in in tom holland peter's universe that was the first time that he'd heard that Mm -hmm. yeah it wasn't like he'd heard it somewhere else right to him that was so new that when they were able to finish that it tied them all together more yes because he knew that they had because there was Andrew Garfield was trying to connect with him and he's like, no, you don't know. Like yeah. you have no idea. And yeah. he, and he starts saying the last thing she told me was with great power and Toby McGuire comes great responsibility. There must also come, there must also come great responsibility. There must also be, I'm not sure if it's come or be, but, but it was, but they added that there must also. Yeah. And it, and it was the exact way that she had said it. Yeah. So the connection right. was, and right. you know, the confusion on Tom Holland's face of like, how do you know that? Yeah. And then, Toby talks about Uncle Ben. Yeah. And Andrew talks about uh Gwen Stacy. Uncle Ben and Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Cause he lost. Did he talk about Uncle Ben? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. I don't know. We get another reason to go back yeah. and watch it again. Right. I thought he did, but you know, he talks about like the loss of like those. Yeah. Um, just such a powerful moment on that roof. Powerful moment. That was a terrific part of that whole <laughs> And then we get a little bit of humor, right? Because Andrew Garfield looks at Toby. He's like, "So are you just gonna swing around and like grandpa sweater this whole time?" And he, no, no, no. It was well, no later maybe. He's like, "Are you gonna?" I think it was when they were in the lab. He's like, "Are you just gonna go looking like cool youth pastor?" Yes. I'm like yes. <laughs> just in yes. case anybody wonders what Dave does. Right. Um. Yeah. Are you just gonna go around like, looking like, like cool, cool youth pastor this whole time? And he smiles like, and he pulls down his shirt. And he's right, got the right. The, Right. costume on underneath yeah. um yeah that was great that's so good 
so I good. loved that. I, that was that might have been the most unexpected line in the entire thing. I when I when I saw that line, I was like, "Dave's gonna like that line. Uh-huh. It's gonna be good." Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that was, it was great. Now you would you would mention uh, something about the the youth. So yes, so one of the complaints I've heard about this movie is from other critics. Um, other critics, like we're critics. No, from critics, we're not critics. We're just enthusiasts. We enthusiasts. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, which doesn't mean we can't be critical. It just, anyway. Um, oh, the whole setup is just dumb. Like the whole setup about wh- how they, you know, the, the, the plot device to get to the multiverse where, oh, your thought is, oh, I'm going to, I, you know, I need to go, go back in time and undo this whole thing yeah. is, oh, this is just dumb. <clears throat> and I mean, uh, on some level, isn't everything in a, in a, I mean, on some level, yeah, yeah. everything's dumb. Everything's like, Dude, we talked flux about capacitor is right, dumb. Exactly. The, you know, the hyper space is, is dumb. dumb. Right, right, right. Lightsabers, right. the force, right, 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 the right. list goes on. Yeah. Vulcan. Yeah. Nerve pinch. <laughs> Mind melt. <laughs> Sorry. Um, anyway, so setting that aside, yeah. if you're willing to enter the world of the story, and you're seven you're a 17 year old kid and your whole world has fallen apart has fallen apart because there are helicopters surrounding you wherever you go and everybody knows right. who you are you're the he said it you're the most famous person on the planet and still broke and still broke <laughs> right and the lives of your friends look i work with teenagers i have teenagers nothing's more important to teenagers than their friends yeah and you see your two best friends, your girlfriend who you love, and your and your 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 very best friend who you also love in that way, like their worlds are shattered. Yeah. And you love your aunt, and her world is shattered. Like yeah. everything's torn Happy, upside down. Like yeah. everybody, like all these people that are important to you. And you have access to a wizard. Yeah. Why would you sorcerer not? Sorcerer supreme. Yes. Uh, yeah. Although he's not sorcerer. Supreme. Right. Yeah. That was a surprise. That right? was shocking. So I just think if you're willing to enter this world. It doesn't feel dumb to me. I think it's a it's a reasonable reach for a for a teenager to have to yes. be like, oh my gosh, you know what we could do? We could totally make a spell and make everybody forget. Yeah. And it's uh, a fair ask. It's a fair ask. And and, and the, then as it's as it's starting to have those little moments of like, wait, wait, oh, wait, 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 no, wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 no, wait. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait no, wait. And, and then Strange is like, wait, you didn't call them? Did you see? <laughs> like they bring in the adult perspective. Like, I don't know how you can be mad at that, at yeah. that setup. It was, and, and I really like, uh, I really like, first of all, I really like Benedict Cumberbatch yes. as, as uh, Dr. Strange. I also really liked the way that he interacted with Peter and they, and Ned and MJ. Like yeah. it was very much the ugh, kids. Yeah. Like, don't touch anything right don't do and mj is like and you see it in the preview where she's like i know some magic words <laughs> and you're like and you just see his face like i don't have time for this i don't have time right, for this right, right, right. fine just scooby-doo this shit yeah that's so funny <laughs> but i did like i do like dr strange in that sort of new iron man role of like mentor for I peter so. yeah i think he's got the capacity for that yeah and he's you know he's got like the heart the the sarcasm yeah right the like i have a 
certain patience level for you, but I have an endless love. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, which is what we saw from Tony, like Tony right. loved Peter Parker, loved Spider-Man, but there were still moments he's like, Oh, this kid. like, like stop yeah. with this kid. Yeah. Right. And strange has definitely developed. Yeah. Stop like, talking. We talked about that in the Spider-Man. Stop <laughs> talking. Stop talking. Stop talking. Because like, he talks a lot. Yeah. It's nonstop. Yeah. Endless. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really liked the direction that relationship is headed. Yeah. Um, What's a Ned? <laughs> What's a Ned? And, you know, Strange trying to stop Peter from making things worse. Right? Like, yeah, you know, we have no idea. Like, we've just cracked the multiverse open and we have no idea. And, you know, seeing all this and then realizing at the end how strong Peter really is. Like as a human being, right? And as a hero, when he said, what if everybody just forgets Peter Parker? Yeah. Like everybody, yeah. like nobody knows. And Strange is like, that's everybody. Yeah. Like everybody on the planet. No one will ever know you've existed. He's like, are you sure? He's like, it's the only way to fix it. And that is the other gut-wrenching thing for me, the heartwarming part. Like to me, there's there's little else that's as moving in a story, and especially in a movie, where a character sacrifices, willingly sacrifices something of themselves, like makes a significant sacrifice on behalf of other folks. Yeah. And and that's what I see in that, in that that portion that Peter says, Yep, I'm gonna sacrifice everything about me so that my friends and the people that I love are gonna be okay. Well, and it's not and, just, to, and for the whole world because yeah, of the, all whole, the, the whole world, the, not yeah. even like yeah. it, it wasn't just his friends. Right. It wasn't right. just it was like the entire mm. planet. Yeah. Um, and the the moment that Stephen Strange saw that was to me the moment Stephen Strange saw in him the exact same thing Tony Stark did. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's good. That yeah. ability yeah. to be a hero on a level that like nobody else like the only other person you really see with that depth of like heart and willingness to give up everything over and over and over again, to me is, is like Steve Rogers. Yeah. Right. Captain right. America. Right. Um, and in the comics, there have been so many occasions where, you know, Spider-Man annoys everybody around him. We've talked about this. He's the most annoying hero outside of Deadpool um, to everybody. Like Deadpool is just on a different level. But his willingness to like lay down and and never give up and like pick himself up with like broken arms and broken legs and lacerate and like whatever. And essentially, in the words of Captain America, look at somebody and say, I can do this all day. Like, yeah. you know, despite just being a kid. Yeah. And that is like at the core you see it happen over and over and over again in the comic books where somebody's like, how does this kid, this kid out hero and have more depth to them than any of these other guys. Yeah. Right. right. Any of these other guys. And that's what, to me, that moment where strange just pauses and really sees that aspect of Peter for the first time standing on top of the statue of Liberty. Yeah. Yeah. Like just, like that was the moment, like I, I, I have goosebumps now sure. because it was like, 
And wow. that's the kind of thing I think, I know I mean, and I think we both mean when we say like this movie captured the essence of the character of Spider-Man yeah. and Peter Parker. Yeah. Like, and that's why I think this was so very well done. Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and, you know, um, okay. Before we, before there's a couple more things, a couple yeah. more points I think we need to move on to, but let's talk about uh, mid credits and end credit scenes. Oh, right. First of all, Tom Holland or not Tom Holland. Sorry. Why can't I think of his name now? Venom. Oh, uh, Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, but who's What's the, the uh... oh, oh gosh, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. There you go. Tom Holland. Tom Hardy. Yeah. Too many Toms in I the Spider Verse. What the which which yeah. one was which which scene? So yeah. So first of all, that scene was hilarious. He's like, oh, and yeah. we are drunk and <laughs> <laughs> going home. <laughs> like. Venom is is hands out. There's a reason it's my like the live action Venom is my wife's favorite because yeah. it's just hilarious. You know we've talked about it in a in a prior episode, but that scene right, and all of a sudden like he disappears in front of the bartender, but we have that little piece of the symbiote. Yeah, that we are suspending uh the moment of like well how come that little piece didn't disappear right i'll admit i was a little disappointed like at the end of venom when we had when all of a sudden he's in the mcu and expected i thought there was a chance he was going to be the sixth member of the sinister six but he's he going to show up but now he's he's the lethal protector yeah, lethal. and you he, thought lethal protector was a dumb nick <laughs> The Hulk. The Hulk. What? Right. I love that he's sitting there and he's and Eddie's drunk. Yeah. And he's there with like with Venom and they're talking to the bartender. Yeah. Who, by the way, if you haven't seen Ted Lasso, the bartender is from Ted Lasso. Anyway, another reason to go watch. Uh, but he's having they're having the conversation. He's like, so wait a second, I just want to get this straight. It's like we've been talking about this for two hours now. Yeah. And they're like, Yeah, this is awesome. But I mean, the other part that, that tied that back was like. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's had never like no Avengers. Right. But we fought it. I fought alien goo by <laughs> alien goo. That was good. Right. Yeah. And so now we see, uh, we see the little piece that uh, exists, which sets up Venom's introduction into the greater MCU. Sure. And I just was a little disappointed that it was, it ended up just being a full tease. Yeah. That, Oh, Eddie, you know, Tom Hart, Tom Hardy's, Eddie Brock is going to be in this world and then nope he just gets zipped back to his old his old his previous right universe. but now we can get the the I don't know the non-hero version of Venom true without trying to retcon retcon some weird yeah, like yeah. Thing, unexplainable thing yeah so that was cool to me that's uh, true I, yeah. I liked that yeah um you know they had to figure it out somehow they did the best they could. It was I, funny. It was entertaining. It was hilarious. Yeah. I love that. And we are drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and off he goes. Um, and then the the end, which really was just a a, a preview, yeah, of Doctor Strange. It was Strange a trailer for yeah, Doctor Strange. Trailer of Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness. Uh, thoughts. Well, one, I'm excited to see that America Chavez. Yeah. Will be in cool, that. Right. Very. Cool. Very cool. Um excited to explore more of uh wanda's story yeah right and, and the the hopefully friendship maybe mentorship thing that happens between her and strange be curious to see how that goes down right yeah. um how about because we've reviewed what if yeah what about 
the evil Doctor Strange that shows up. Pretty great. Right? Yes. So are we going to get that Strange from that universe who, because we saw uh, through the preview, like multiple situations where Strange is with, um, I I can't remember her name now, uh, but the love of his life. Yes, right. You know, there's a wedding. Yeah. There's them together and like, there's all these different things. Yeah. Just like we saw in what if where now are we going to get something like that where it's like all like there's that tortured version of strange who goes through and is absorbing all these power all this power to try and be able to save her yeah we're clearly getting an evil dr strange whether it's that exact version remains to be seen but yeah that'll be fun yes i'm excited to see where they go with that i'm i'm genuinely like excited to see where they go with that yeah for sure and I, you know what else I want, I was thinking about this earlier about the, uh, back to the, the whole setup for a, oh, why does strange agree to do this, this, mm-hmm. this spell with Peter. And don't you think part of it has to do with, because he's not the sorcerer Supreme anymore. He kind of feels like he's got something to prove. Sure. Or a little bit of, or he doesn't. Yeah. Or, or he's or like, it doesn't like, matter. Cause I can, I can do whatever I want. Right. Like I'm going to do the thing. And where did right. the time stone go? I don't know. Yeah. We've talked about that. Or does, does Wong have it? I don't know because he's sort of supreme now. I don't know. Um, so it, it, or did op- it get put back? Like there's so many questions. I don't know. So many questions now. And can I say well, one thing? So, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like the one of the things about when when Strange first appeared, what was going on with his hair? Like his hair color looked like extra dyed or weird or something. I don't know. Maybe he dyed it. I, I yeah, guess. I maybe he's, he's going like grayer than he thought. Like, what? I don't. I don't understand. Although. Can we, there's something to when he pushes Peter's spirit out of Peter's body mm-hmm. and Peter's like moving around, right? And the body's, and the body's still, still is. moving. Like, you shouldn't be able to do that. You shouldn't be able to do that. How are you doing that? And yeah. then he pulls himself back into the body yeah. and takes off. Yeah. How did that happen? Right. Why did that happen? Like, yeah. what's going what's on there? Happen? Like there's, so, I mean, we're, we're lucky enough that we're going to get, um, it sounds like four additional like Spider-Man movies. Really? Yeah. Four? Yeah, they're already making like wow. There's clearly uh gonna be a, a Venom Spider-Man like movie that comes out at some point. That, but yeah, they've they've got four four more to come. Um, so well, that's exciting. That is exciting. And my guess is that at some point we'll see um, you know, Tom Holland give way to Miles Morales. Yeah. Um now, with that being said, I guess the, the final conversation to kind of wrap this up, and we've talked about a, a ton of different stuff, but there is a lot of, there are a lot of people now wanting to see Amazing Spider-Man 3 made. Yeah. With Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Um, I'd be cool with that. Sure. His, his portrayal, I thought, was better in this than... Because we, we didn't get angsty Peter Parker. Correct. Yeah. Oh. We, got the, we got the best part of Andrew Garfield. So... As we've said before, I think a Spider-Man, an amazing Save Spider-Man MJ. three with when he couldn't say oh, when that was another heart-wrenching moment. Yeah, he I can't believe all we emotional. Left that. We talked yeah. about it earlier, so right. I didn't yeah, to bring yeah. it up. But yeah, yeah, that moment where MJ like falls, Tom Holland's Peter misses, and then Andrew Garfield like right after her. Yeah, and just like he did in Amazing Spider-Man two, but this time he's able to save her, yeah. and that they're standing down there, and he's just crying he yeah. can't like sobbing crying and he's like are you okay and she's like are you okay yeah 
And he was like, yeah, I think so. Like that. Oh, man. Yeah. That was oh, another man. powerful, that, powerful moment. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Um, uh, Amazing Spider-Man 3. Oh, if we could get a different set of writers for that. I don't, I don't have any idea who directed the Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2, but or yeah. how all that came to be. If we could, if we could get, you know, like what we've had before have recently if we could get the sort of sony and 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 marvel partnership for an amazing spider-man 3 yeah yeah i i, I think that um that it, you'd have to right and if you notice like in this in this movie uh the marvel the man who has to be credited with pulling off just this amazing string of movies Kevin Feige. Oh, yeah. Right. He he was a producer on this one. Okay. Executive producer. So he was clearly involved. Yeah. Um, he and Sony are, have clearly, like the Sony exec group in charge of Spider-Man, have clearly found a way to work together to make sure that there is continuity, that the quality is there, because Sony clearly sees the value in, in the way that um Marvel handled it, right? right? And the excitement right. that generated over Tom Holland's Peter Parker. And now there seems to be that same excitement for like, you know, there was that nostalgia that came through with Toby and Andrew. Right. Andrew is still, I I think there's still a piece for that one Um, from a physical standpoint. When we look at the physicality of the three actors that have played Spider-Man, by the way, Andrew Garfield is still to me, the one that embodies the physical aspect of Spider-Man's stature and size and everything mm-hmm. else to me, because Tom Holland is, is a little on the shorter side. Right. Um, right. But personality wise and energy wise and everything else, he's phenomenal. Yes. Like there's no question in my mind that he's, he's Spider-Man. Uh, Tobey Maguire was an incredible Peter Parker. And I think he revised that uh, or resurrected that aspect of not resurrected he really showed that in this movie with the way that he portrayed right yeah that piece especially like cracking it trying to crack his back <laughs> and Andrew Garfield's like you, you want me to crack your back he's like yeah okay right. yeah. Like, better like, yeah <laughs> it's so good so many great interactions like that right uh but like Andrew Garfield to me in the comics Spider-Man was always a little bit taller yeah. Right. A little lanky and yeah. long. And, and Garfield gets that. Garfield gets or that. the other two don't. Yeah. And the other two don't. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd be okay to see sure. where, where he is. He's a good actor. He's, you know, we were talking about the other stuff he's yeah. done. Um, so, I mean, this is pretty obvious, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, what do you give it in the capes and coffee and capes uh, ranking system of overwhelmed, whelmed or underwhelmed? Yeah. Yeah. So that's right. We have our own ranking system. Um, I think I think we give this uh, an extremely overwhelming, yes. like just a hundred percent phenomenal job uh, across the board, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I think it. I think this movie rockets to the upper echelon of Marvel movies. Yeah, I, I you know we talked about it again before we sat down to record, but uh, outside of ensemble movies, right, the Marvel ensemble movies like Infinity War, Endgame, and and again, I would put Civil War into the ensemble movie realm. Um, if we just look at it from a standalone character, yeah, right. I, I think this is my favorite. Um, I, I, yeah, easily like my favorite. I think it's right up there for me. I think it's, uh, 
my top three have always been uh, Captain America, Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. Black Panther, and Thor Ragnarok. And if you've listened to this at all, you know I'm 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 fully on Team Thor with uh, with that as a favorite character. But I gotta admit, I think this is a better movie than Ragnarok. Ragnarok's funnier and a, and super entertaining. Yeah. But this this movie I think is better than that, and I, I I'll put it up there right with with the three. I, I never really wanted to rank those three. Yeah. So I would put this up there as uh probably the third of those four, at least. So yeah. I think it's again like bracketing, kind of setting aside. Mm-hmm. Infinity War and and Endgame. Yeah, um, you got you got to take those and kind of pull those. This out is of for them. sure the best Marvel movie since Endgame. Oh yeah, easily like, not not close really. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, like Shang Chi, sure, yeah, oh, phenomenal, good. Right, like, right, phenomenal right, right. movie. Yes. Black Widow it was, was good. enjoyable, and yeah. Ant Man and the Wasp maybe less so, but I like. Or was Ant-Man. that between? That was in between. Uh, I like Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah, but like, it's not as good as this. No, 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 not. Not even close. Ant Man and the Lost came out before. Oh, before Endgame, Endgame right? Yeah, because remember Cause he, got he was stuck in the, in the quantum yeah, yeah, thing, yeah. and then right, right, right. Sorry. Up. Yeah, but Paul Rudd as he's he's, he's great. He's uh, great. Uh, yeah, and Evangeline Lilly is great. She's phenomenal. Um, but yeah, this I would say top three for me of like Marvel movies. This one takes the top spot, just barely for me. Um, honestly, over like Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier held the top spot for me for yeah. a really, really long time. Uh, this takes that spot from Winter Soldier. And I then, think Winter Soldier came out in like 2014. Isn't yeah, that crazy? It's been How around for yeah. a long time. Um, isn't that crazy that 2014 was a long time ago? Right, that too. Uh, and then uh, in third place, I would actually, um, as much as I liked Black Panther, I, I would put uh, Thor Ragnarok in there mm-hmm. in third just because uh, we got kind of a little like world war hulky feel there were some there were some fun tie-ins there and i always i really enjoy the um like kind of sad brotherly relationship that exists between like thor and loki and you know tom hiddleston and chris helmsworth do a great job together but that's you know you're talking like on any given sunday ragnarok and and black panther can flip-flop positions because chadwick boseman man as black panther is phenomenal i'll be curious to see what happens with the next one right um because there's all kinds of weirdness going on around that movie now there is yeah yeah which That's we're not a gonna podcast for another day yeah that is a podcast for another well guys what did you and gals what did you all think of spider-man no way home let us know what were you, what did we miss what uh what were your favorite moments what what didn't you like we didn't even get into any like things that kind of bothered us about it i can't think of anything that bothered me i think i'm gonna have to watch it again with with like not as fresh and excited eyes yeah to be able to sit down and go oh well okay i i think the only thing that comes close right now to like bothering me is why that one little blob of symbiote didn't get ported back sure with the rest um and i'm sure they'll explain that in some way shape or form but that for me that was like the only thing i can think of now i think my glaring one would be for a moment there the police are all over Peter and MJ and Ned and, and, and May. And then all of a sudden, and then they just never show up again. Like that whole thing just completely disappears. And maybe that had something to do with the, the conversation with Matt Murdoch that I was too busy uh, geeking out to, and then explaining to my, to my seatmates, but uh, that maybe that got explained there, but that was the part that was kind of like, wait, where did, what happened all the, all of a sudden that just doesn't matter now, I guess. Yeah. I like, know. I don't know. I, I like I said, uh, 
we may find, you know, things don't bother us or do bother us. Go yeah. back and watch it again. But yeah, like Dave said, guys, uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? You know, how would you rate it? Do you give it a overwhelmed, a whelmed or underwhelmed? And uh, oh, you know what? I just realized we didn't do all our propers. Oh, if, yeah. If you, you're listening to us for like this whole hour and 20 minutes or whatever it yeah, is, we've been going like, yeah, this is uh, you found we've us been. somehow. But what are all the other ways that you can connect with us, John? Yep. You can send us an email at supers at coffee, the letter N capes dot com. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Um, And we're on iTunes, Spotify, podcasts, YouTube, anywhere. Stitcher. And Stitcher, anywhere that you can find podcasts. Uh, And a big thank you to everyone that has started listening. and for leaving us comments on social media, uh, some great stuff. I don't even know if I can pull up some of them actually, but we've had some great interactions. We really thank everybody for, uh, well, I don't have, I can't pull them up right now because you have terrible phone service. In your house. Yeah, that's true. Um, in my basement. We're, we're recording this in my basement. Oh, like how cliche is that? So this is not see. my mom's basement. It's my basement. That counts for something. Right? I, I want to like shout out. We got uh, some nice interactions from barbell underscore Viking 1988 on Instagram. Thanks for uh, giving us a listen there. Um, and then let's see who else. There's lots guys. There's, there's lots, but I mean, we've thank you everybody in Texas, Kansas, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, Florida, Ohio, you know, all over the country, Arizona, Utah, Hawaii, overseas. However, you found us, like, thanks. Yeah. Tell your friends, like, we're sure you have. We appreciate you listening. Yeah. We are definitely having a good time doing this. We hope you are too. If you've made it to this far, you definitely are enjoying it too, I think. Uh, so thanks for giving us a chance. And uh, I guess until next time, true believers. Bye, guys. Bye.